health in the Delaware River Basin and beyond. DamascusCitizens.org This is Rosie Starr for Radio Catskill. Welcome to Farm and Country, locally produced radio about rural life in the Catskills and the Delaware River Valley. On today's show, Keith Hubbard's Star Talk report highlights viewing the night sky with binoculars. Artist Eliza Evans shares her inspirational remarks on her installation All the Way to Hell that was on view at the entrance to the Tustin Heritage Community Garden. Community member Mike spreads the love with his local honey that supports not-for-profit organizations. Lorianne Ellison pumps up support for showing kindness towards breast cancer with the Sullivan County organization Ride to Survive. Sullivan County Poet Laureate Eric Balin spreads the love of words in Calicoon at this year's Art Fest. All of that coming up on today's Farm and Country. But first, news headlines from NPR. Live from NPR News, I'm Barbara Klein. Supporters of Kyle Rittenhouse are celebrating his acquittal yesterday, saying he had a right to defend himself when he shot three people in Kenosha, Wisconsin, killing two of them, during social justice protests in 2019. But the verdict prompted protests last night, notably in Portland, Oregon, and New York. In Brunswick, Georgia, where three white men are on trial for murdering Ahmad Arbery, it's being met with disappointment. NPR's Debbie Elliott reports Arbery's father calls the Rittenhouse verdict a failure of the U.S. justice system. Marcus Arbery says he doesn't see how Rittenhouse's claim of self-defense was affirmed by the Wisconsin jury. And you get found not guilty in all counts. Oh God, it just scares you about this justice system. This world ain't gonna never get right till this justice system get right and be fair and start putting these people in jail behind this unnecessary killing. The men who chased Ahmaud Arbery with pickup trucks and shot him to death last year are also claiming self-defense. Closing arguments in the trial are scheduled for Monday, and then the nearly all-white jury hearing the case will begin deliberations. Debbie Elliott, NPR News, Brunswick, Georgia. The White House and Congressional Democrats are celebrating House passage of President Biden's $1.7 trillion social safety net and climate change bill. But NPR's Windsor Johnston reports after months of repeated delays, the legislation is expected to face a new set of challenges as it makes its way through the Senate. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is making another pitch for the spending package, highlighting its various aspects and how they will benefit working-class Americans. The average family pays 13% of their income on child care under the, under the president's plan. No middle-income family will pay more than 7% of their income. Two parents with one toddler earning $100,000 per year will save more than $5,000 per year. Senate Democrats are expected to revise several components of the bill including the paid family and medical leave provision. Any tweaks to the measure will require another vote in the House. Senate Democrats are aiming to pass the legislation before Christmas. Windsor Johnston, NPR News. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is in Bahrain reassuring U.S. allies in the Persian Gulf and Middle East that the Biden administration is committed to their security. We have very real combat power in this theater. And we can and will maintain it. And if needed, we will move in more and we will move it in rapidly. 
Gulf Arab states are expressing concern over Washington's increasing focus on China. This is NPR. Support comes from Van Gorder's Furniture, featuring Lodge and Adirondack styles as well as rustic collections, with showrooms at Lake Wall and Poppock, downtown Honesdale, and Milford, PA. Van Gorder's Furniture brings the outdoors inside. VanGorders.com. This is Rosie Starr. Welcome back to Farm and Country. This broadcast is dedicated to Malcolm Brown, a visionary humanitarian who recently passed from this life. He and his wife Anne developed a microhydro facility on a small dam in Jeffersonville, New York, and co-founded the community public radio station WJFF. Malcolm Radio waves travel a long distance from Earth. So if you're listening, I hope that you enjoy the show. Coming up on today's show, artist Eliza Evans shares inspirational remarks on her installation, All the Way to Hell, that was on view at the entrance to the Tustin Heritage Community Garden. Community member Mike spreads the love with his local honey that supports not-for-profit organizations. Glorianne Ellison pumps up support for showing kindness towards breast cancer with the Sullivan County organization Rye to Survive. Sullivan County's Poet Laureate Eric Balin reads his poem about his love of the Calicoon Farmer's Market. But first, here's Keith Hubbard with this week's Star Talk Report. Thank you for joining us for this week's locally produced Farm and Country. country. I'm Keith Hubbard and this is Star Talk. These cold winter nights are perfect for stargazing with binoculars. The cold air stills the atmosphere which allows for a clearer, crisper view through the binoculars. Also, there are two very good objects to view that will be up all night this winter. The first of these objects is in Orion. The Great Nebula in Orion is part of Orion's sword that hangs down from his belt. The nebula is visible to the unaided eye as the second point of light in the sword. Through binoculars, the blue haze of the nebula is apparent. This nebula is a reflection nebula with the blue color a result of light reflecting off the gases in it. The second object is in the same region of the sky as Orion, only a little higher. The Pleiades star cluster is the most prominent open cluster in the sky. An open cluster such as the Pleiades is a group of up to a few thousand stars that were formed from the same giant gas cloud and are loosely gravitationally attracted to one another. It can be found just to the right of the V of Taurus. Without binoculars, the Pleiades appear misty and six of the brightest 500 stars in the cluster are visible. Through binoculars, many more stars can be seen and the misty blue light is more pronounced. These two misty blue jewels are excellent objects to spot in binoculars, both because of their beauty and of the ease of finding them. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future Star Talk segments, my email address is startalk 
at farmandcountry.org. For Farm and Country and Star Talk, this has been Keith Hubbard reminding you to keep looking up. Here is Tal Beery from the Hurleyville Arts Center introducing artist Eliza Evans back in mid-October at the entrance of the Tustin Heritage Community Garden in Narrowsburg for the activist project All the Way to Hell. Thank you all for coming. One of the things that's been bugging me for some time is that an apparent ban on fracking in New York State actually might never be forever. And so as an artist and an, an activist and curator, I've been thinking quite a lot about how to highlight arts-based approaches to impeding fossil fuel development in the case that we might actually need it in New York State. We certainly need it in other states and certainly in Pennsylvania. I've been working for, for the last six years with Eliza Evans, who's a truly amazing artist. I fell in love with Eliza's work when she violently hung a tree up uh, in her studio, in her MFA program at Purchase College, and demanded that if we wanted to give the tree a drink, we'd have to pull on a lever. But there have to be two people at the same time pulling on these levers in order for the tree to get a drink. And so, unless you were working together, the tree would perish. <laughs> and it was those kinds of demands that she put on her audience then that I've seen kind of continue in her work over and over again when it comes to everything from thinking through the effects of global warming to now thinking about responses to legal challenges to fossil fuel extraction. So I'm really happy to have Eliza here. I'm so glad to have you all here. It's really wonderful to see you all today. And of course, Eliza's going to say a few words, but before I turn it over to her, there's a few people to thank. The first is, of course, the Tustin Heritage Community Garden. Wonderful folks, really. And uh, in connection, of course, the uh, Narrowsburg Beautification Group and the town of Tustin. And the biggest shout out to the Delaware Valley Arts Alliance, who funded this project and assisted in many more ways than just that. So without further ado, Eliza. All right, thank you. Thanks. Well, thank you for coming out and enjoying this surprisingly beautiful afternoon. So let me share a little bit about the project. It's called All the Way to Hell, because in the United States, our property rights extend, at least in theory, to the center of the earth. And this strikes me as, a, as fairly absurd. And I like absurdity, so I decided to play with property law as a medium. And that came out of a, a, a personal problem, not an art or a creative problem I had. I ended up uh, inheriting three acres of mineral rights in Oklahoma, a place I have never been. And I started getting letters from landmen who had an interest in the property. And then I'm so situated in the art of the environment and climate change, I couldn't possibly say yes. But uh, law and everything else makes it very difficult to say no. But it's 
my job as an artist, especially as a sculptor, is just to figure things out. And so uh, I gave myself a Google, Google Law degree, and I found out, at least I think I found out, that if I gave away the, these three acres to as many people as possible, it would really annoy the landmen because they would ha then have to negotiate with the subsequent owners uh, and attempt to buy or lease uh, tiny pieces of mineral rights. That project is recently closed. Those three acres now has 1,500 owners, and we'll see what happens. It's an experiment. But it existed almost exclusively virtually. It was hanging on a gallery wall, but most of the interaction, you know, I put up a website, allthewaytohell.com, if you want to check it out. And it was, you know, it was over COVID when we were having trouble connecting anyway. And then when Tall invited me to do a project in Sullivan County, I knew a little bit about, you know, the, the conflict around fracking policy and, you know, at the local and the state level. And I thought, oh, this is great. This is a real opportunity to look at these issues in a different way. At the same time, my mother started getting letters from a landman based in Pennsylvania she thought they had the completely wrong person. I did a little legwork, and indeed, through my father, who's deceased, a tiny mineral property cropped up in western Pennsylvania, which is very directly targeted by gas companies. This is the launch to this next action. So what I've done here is I've borrowed the vernacular of the little neighborhood pantry and the little neighborhood library. This is the Little Neighborhood Mineral Rights Exchange. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm hoping, I mean, no one has yet put a mineral right in the, in the box, but you're, anybody is welcome to. Uh, you, you can sign up to volunteer to own this, this Pennsylvania property. There's a lot of legal work that has to be done, and very recently the Puffin Foundation has stepped up to fund the legal work in Pennsylvania that will Yay. help realize this project. But any volunteer will own a mineral right approximately three by three by 4,000 miles to the center of the earth. Oh so God. even though the mineral right is tiny, as far as I'm concerned, we're, we're all participating in the largest land art project ever comes with free shipping. Legally, I, I think I'm on pretty solid ground. I haven't gotten any nasty letters from lawyers. I've started and what people have joined me in is, is an experimental new form of, of resistance and protest. What I really would love to do is to shift this idea of this underneath, you know, unlock this, what I, this sculptural space that goes to the center of the earth and the fact that by U.S. law, this is owned by private citizens, many of whom do, had nothing to do with the surface, is an absurdity, especially when you consider 75% of the U.S. fossil fuel resources are in private hands. You know, I think so much of the debate is on public land and parks, the BLM and tribally controlled land, but that's only 25%. The rest belongs to us, and what we choose to do with it matters. At the same time, I grew up in a, at the other end of Appalachia in a really economically distressed area. It has remained economically distressed. So I know what 
uh, communities and states and families are giving up by not accessing these resources. So I think we really need not just say no, but to present other opportunities. And in New York, it's great there's no fracking, but I live in New York. I've lived in New York on and off for about seven years now as a state. We're still part of the problem because we depend on Pennsylvania frack gas to turn on the lights and heat our homes and do everything else we do. And as far as I know, there's no real comprehensive plan for an alternative. So while we have preserved this incredible environment, we're still very much insinuated in systems that support fracking. Thank you, Eliza. Thank you. That was artist Eliza Evans speaking from the entrance of the Tustin Heritage Community Garden in Narrowsburg back in mid-October. All the Way to Hell is an activist art project for disrupting fossil fuel development on private land in the U.S. My name is Rosie. Tell me your name. My name is Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, You're familiar with Radio Catskill? I am. Tell me about the programs you like to listen to. I like to listen to Farm and Country because it's very relevant. It has to do with our neighborhood and what's going on in our neighborhood, and I, I love it. I like stuff that is local programming. That's my favorite. Well, thank you. And uh, at, at this time of the year, it's autumn. What do you love about autumn? I love the leaves and the color and, and my bees. I have beehives, and it's the time to take the honey in, so... It's all good. I love it. Oh, you keep bees? Are you in Sullivan County? I am in Sullivan. I live in Euland, New York. Oh, that's lovely there. Tell me about what crops you have around. What kind of honey do you have? We call it wildflower honey because it's a little bit of everything. And once the goldenrod comes in, then it'll probably take off the honey. So it's usually pretty dark, pretty rich. It's good for you. <laughs> yeah. Is there clover and knotweed it's also? Clover all over the place. Knotweed... Because the bees can travel five miles, so not weed is accessible to them, but not right on my property, per se. Well, how are your hives doing this year of heat and rain? I had one hive that flew the coop. They disappeared on us, so they swarmed. So I lost half my population. So um, hopefully they'll establish someplace else and, and be a viable hive someplace else. Is there any chance they would come back? No. <laughs> no. But uh, we have a new queen there, so hopefully that'll that'll reestablish and be a a viable hive going forward. Do you sell your honey someplace? No, I I give it away. I use it as a fundraiser. I give it to people. and So I have a a group called Operation International. We do overseas surgical, medical surgical missions, and and I use it as a fundraiser for that uh, project. Oh, is that like Doctors Without Borders? It is, but we're much smaller. We're, We're less political non-religious, non-sectarian, so Operation International. Check it out on the website. Very much a humanitarian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have you here, and it sounds like you're a very generous soul. I think maybe you share a lot with the bee community. <laughs> I think so. They're, they're a good bunch of people. You know, I love them all. It's terrific. I'm glad to be part of it. I'm talking about the bees themselves. They have well, their own community. They do, and mostly females. Which I'm okay with that. <laughs> the drones are the, the extraneous. They, they don't need, you don't need them so much. <laughs> well, you're very pleasant. I, I do love your T-shirt. What does this say? 
God save the queen. God save the queen, <laughs> and it's a queen bee. That's right. That's right. So I'm all in for this uh, save the queen. <laughs> save, okay. the, save the bees. Yes. Thank you so much for all Thank of you your work much. and your generosity. Thank you. Have a good day. Sunday morning, October 17th, on location at the Pump House in Koshekton, New York, the Chihive Gym and Wellness Space presented a cardiac dance fitness fundraiser for Sullivan County's Ride to Survive, an organization that supports the fight against breast cancer. Here is Glorianne Ellison sharing her thoughts on this project. Hi, my name is Glorianne Ellison. I'm a cancer survivor of 10 years. I was diagnosed with breast cancer 10 years ago. And as we traveled the roads of Sullivan County, you know, my husband and I kept on saying, how do people do this? Whether it's going to Sloan or if you're going from Roscoe to Rock Hill all the time or to any of the hospitals, our radiation centers are a distance, Middletown, New York, and then, and then Scranton. We had the means, we had the family support, but for those who are on a limited income, it's, it's very difficult. And that's where the premise of Ride to Survive comes from. Let's make it a little bit easier for our neighbors to travel to where they need to go, whether it be Rock Hill. You know, let's gather together. And, you know, our funding comes from community members, it comes from our school districts, it comes from events like this, and so many individuals have embraced us, and it, it's really pretty humbling 10 years later to see what has developed. We've given out over $265,000, we've helped 1,200 community members, and it's, you know, let's just make it a little bit easier. Let's focus on the big picture for the benefit of the community. Uh, both you and I have talked about the fact that we both have people in our lives uh, close to us or in our community with cancer. So we're, I think there's a bigger picture here. Well, there is a bigger picture, and that is we need to support one another, no matter what our journey is. And in this case, it's cancer. But even for other illnesses, let's gather together and do what we can to help those people get to their destination. We also know that Sullivan County is not one of the healthiest counties in the state, and I think that makes it even more important to get our patients where they need to go. I remember many years ago I was an oncology nurse, and the patient saying, you know, my oncologist wants me to go to Memorial Sloan Kettering, but I can't get there. I kind of said, well, if your oncologist wants you to go to Sloan, we got to get you there. And that's what we do. Many times it's in the form of a gas card or multiple gas cards. Sometimes it's in the form of a cab ride, you know, or a bus voucher or whatever form. Let's find a way. And I just think it's so important. Yes, I agree with you. And it really shows us that when communities come together, individuals working to make an event successful, that's what makes life so good. And, and in Sullivan County and here along the Delaware River in Wayne County, we have this quality. We absolutely do. We've had uh, Livingston Manor had a fundraiser for us. We have the football team in Liberty doing a fundraiser for us, the volleyball team from Sullivan West. Throughout the years, it's been every sporting event. And to have these children understand the importance 
and to help us out in the way they have. It's a greater picture, and when you start small and you continue to give forward, that's what it's all about in life. Well, thank you for taking the time to speak with us, and much success and good health to you and your family. Thank you very much. Really, if anyone needs any help, we're Right to Survive Sullivan County. Just reach out. And again, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to talk about our organization. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Glorianne Ellison from Sullivan County speaking on the Breast Cancer Support Project, Ride to Survive. Here is Sullivan County Poet Laureate Eric Balin at this year's Art Fest in Calicoon. He narrated his poem, The Calicoon Farm Market, in front of the Western Sullivan Public Library on Lower Main Street in Calicoon, New York. This next one is about the farmer's market that I've been coming to for many years. The Calicoon Farmer's Market. Whether in the market myself or just picked arugula is of little matter. It's not purely out of necessity I go. There are times I leave with only a few small tomatoes and a bunch of red-black beets. Yet, I attend each Sunday as religiously as others might a church for the picture of abundance and the good feelings that feed me, the crates and baskets piled high with chard and kale and freshly dug potatoes sold by the men and women who grew them, the flower ladies' buckets of lilies, delphinium, zinnias, and the stilby, the baker's tables piled with fresh bread, ciabatta, boo, baguettes, and challah, the honey folks with jars of buckwheat, wildflower, and raspberry, the noodle man with mild, wild mushroom and ramp ravioli, the orchard woman with white peaches and those apricots with a blush of red, the egg man with dozens and dozens of fresh brown ones recently laid by neighboring hens. Mostly, I wander the space to take it all in. Admittedly, I'm not the best customer. For me, this collective event amidst makeshift tents serves as a kind of outdoor everyman sermon. The colors and varieties of Earth's bounty alone praise enough. And who is to say that the sacred requires stone temples and high symbolism? Here, in the everyday flow of things, where people with, who love what they do offer the fruits of their labors, where good people gather with good feeling, here the divine manifests, this spilling over from the earth, from ovens and orchards, widens my eyes and lifts my soul. Praise the farmers and hallelujah for the bees, manure, and all the rest. That was Sullivan County Poet Laureate Eric Balin. Join Eric online as he engages the community with poetry Zoom events sponsored by the Western Sullivan Public Library.
We hope that you enjoyed our show this week with production by Radio Catskill volunteer Keith Hubbard. Special thanks goes to our guest, installation artist Eliza Evans, local beekeeper Mike from Operations International, Gloria Ellison from Sullivan County's Ride to Survive, and the Sullivan County Poet Laureate Eric Balin. In today's show, we featured the music of local artist Willow Wind. I selected the last leaf November rains from Autumn Embers. Willow Wind provides the musical soundtrack for the visual presentation in permanence on view in the Digital Gallery at the Union in Narrowsburg, New York. This has been your host, Rosie Starr. Thanks for listening to Farm and Country on Radio Catskill. Support for Farm and Country comes from Damascus Citizens for Sustainability, a community-supported, science-based nonprofit taking legal actions, providing tools for action, and raising awareness of fracking damage since 2008, proactively protecting public health in the Delaware River Basin and beyond. DamascusCitizens.org Sullivan Renaissance thanks the volunteers in local towns and villages who model civic engagement, teach young people the importance of taking pride in their surroundings, and involve them in taking care of the community. From individual volunteers to service and faith-based groups, municipalities and schools, the seed of 